can we can basically have some pre gumph. Pre gumph. Pre gumph. How are you doing today, Ed? Ugh, honestly, I'm not having a very good day. I'm just um, very, very tired. I woke up tired, and I've got tireder since. Mm. What about you? Pretty much the same. I'm I'm excited for when this recording's finished, and old Sammy boy has to edit it. Uh, and me too. It, yeah, because of the whole Alan Lazard thing. I'm excited to play some Genshin Impact, which is what I've been playing recently. Oh, exciting! Yeah. Can I just say, you look today. You look the absolute epitome of one of the sort of um, stock characters in any Sean White game. Really? Do you reckon so? Yeah, I reckon all you need is some like winter goggles, and I reckon you're right there. Hang on, I've I've not quite got winter goggles, but I can go fetch my Pro Evo official sunglasses if you if oh, you yeah. so wish. Bear Even with me. Better. God, <laughs> you look like one of the uh, one of ZZ Top's grandsons. <laughs> These were sent to me by Pro uh, Konami. Sorry, they've got a little Pro Evo symbol just there. Did you hear what I said as you came in? What did you hear? What did you say? I say you look like the grandsons of one of the boys from ZZ Top. I do feel a little bit <laughs> ZZ Top esque. I might keep them on for the rest of the recording. <laughs> oh my God. I need to think of a good name. One second. Do you like my name? Which is I do for the I listener. Do. Derek Carr is the Zodiac Killer. He Which very, is ironic. Yeah, he looked very serial killer esque, didn't he? On the uh, on the last record, uh, well, last game, there was sort of a clip of him on the sidelines as the Chiefs picked up a third down, uh, first down, and he was just like, like proper fucking Kubrick's uh, Kubrick stare. <laughs> Ed, as as a bit of a film buff, but not for anything that's remotely popular, um, what are your thoughts on the Kubrick stare? You know, I've not seen anywhere near enough Stanley Kubrick films. I've basically seen 2001, which, like, is not representative of anything else he's done, so... No, it is, in fact, not representative of really anything else that Stanley Kubrick has (laughs) really put out into the world. So, yeah, Stanley Kubrick is a bit too sort of... Um, Popular? Yeah, a bit too w- the opposite of niche. <laughs> like, which, would, which I believe would be popular. Mm-hmm. Well, I recently Dear watched a... God. I recently re-watched a, um, a Thai Western called <coughs> Tears of the Black Tiger. I don't even know. Why would you... Why? Why would you watch a Thai Western? Because Thai Westerns are amazing. Hi, Sam. You're Hi, like Sam. A space chip. <laughs> oh, we get to hear his new mic in action for like the first first recording. Is it? Is it delicious? I mean, it definitely sounds like you've sort of shoved it into your mouth, but I mean, it's an I'd improvement. Rather, I'd rather that than. I mean, it cost me eighteen pounds and ninety nine pence. Oh, no, that's like all the difference there ever was one. <laughs> It's just about as close to a te- uh, technological marvel as you're likely to to find yourself in possession of for the next fifteen years. 
You know what, Tom? To to reference your your Zoom name, there's something deeply chilling and unnerving about Derek Carr that I can't put my finger on. But every time I look at him, his expression is just I don't know unblinking. Yeah, he's like a shark. <laughs> Welcome it... to the Stiffer Bullet Podcast. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think it's that. I think he looks like a clown without makeup. Like, he looks like what a clown is feeling like behind the makeup. <laughs> Nobody knew who I was until I put on the makeup. <laughs> Nobody knew who I was. <laughs> throwing, a touchdown pass to, <laughs> throwing a touchdown pass to Darren Waller just used to, used to really rile me up, and now it just doesn't quite hit the senses anymore. Are I, you making a The Joker reference? I don't know. I don't think it is. I think I'm just, just riffing. riffing. I'm just You're riffing. at straws, then. Yeah. Um, games happened. Don't remind me. Many of them were fine. Some of them are more notable than others. Do you want to talk about any of them, maybe? Um, Would that be a bit of a novel idea? Would you like to talk about them in any particular order, say, from most painful to least? Hmm. Shall we start with the most painful first? Let's. Edward, the Dallas <laughs> Cowboys picked up a win. What score was it? Um, thirty-one twenty-eight. Couldn't couldn't take care of the Cowboys for for your kid in the NS, NFC East, could you? Couldn't couldn't get that done. It's all right. They'll take care of themselves at some point. Yes, the refs were taking care of this game. So I oh. think okay. I'll let you. I'll let you kind of vent for a while. And then, so, uh, I just hope you're not. I just hope you're not going to dispute or argue what I'm saying. Not all of them. There's only one. There's one thing that I think might be a bit contentious. Okay, so, but I, I was, as we've probably done the preamble for, I was livid with this game. Um, I think because there were two, and I'm only going to say two. Although I think the other ones were contentious, I'm going to say there were two utterly egregious calls in that first half. And the first one was the helmet-to-helmet hit on Cousins that was missed. How you can miss that. How you can miss that in this day and age. And that was um, six points because it immediately gave them a fumble in the red zone. Um, And then sort of after that, there was the, uh, the, the Cowboys managed to get a playoff when there was sort of like negative two seconds on the play clock. Tom, stop it. And so um, again, that one shouldn't have counted, and that one resulted in this touchdown as well. And it was on fourth and one. Tom, piss off! <laughs> I'm just trying. To, I'm trying to stay the beast. I'm just pulling stupid faces at him like he will do basically every Steelers game all year. But apparently, when it's this week and they lose to the fucking Cowboys, I'm not allowed to do it. Away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how would you feel if you were cheated out of 13 points? Um, mm. This isn't even the first time we've been cheated out of contention in a game either, mm. so it's it's a little bit frustrating okay, I think being a Vikings fan. This you make year. that point that it was cheated out of contention because there were a lot of mistakes here. This was by no means a a spotless game blighted by, you know, I'm sure we can all agree, um, heinous bad refereeing. Yeah, obviously Minnesota has a very young like secondary. But what? Who was um, 
who was the guy that didn't get set on on that fake punt? Chris, Chris Boyd. Boyd. Yeah. Yeah. Like mistakes that shouldn't be happening. That. Yeah, there, there's some truth to that, and you know, looking at Minnesota in that game, were they a playoff team? Probably not. Um, it's difficult because I'm desperate for them to be, but they're now sort of stuck in this no man's land where they're not they're not low enough down the league that they can start tanking and get a like proper blue chip player and they're not really good enough to like win the next six games and make it into the playoffs so I'm ghost zone yeah it's yeah the titan zone so I'm sort of like (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm a little bit disappointed with the result honestly because I feel like um, I think that's fair I think it's you know fair for you to feel aggrieved and no one's talking, you know, because we're like a quite a small franchise. Like no one's talking about it as well as sort of like as being like egregious. Whereas if if this was like, I don't know, I would not characterize the, the Minnesota Vikings as not a big franchise. Uh, they're not. They're not the size of your Cowboys or your your Saints, perhaps. And I think that there was so much clamoring with other fan bases it, like if this was the Cowboys then we'd never hear the end of it yeah but also that I feel like that also also protects you a little bit because if this was the Cowboys then there would be 31 other teams fan bases that would be laughing the living piss out of them for it like That's true. it's gone under the radar and I feel like you'll probably be quite happy about that because you're not really it it wasn't really that much of a surprise to the rest of the league because they didn't really care. Yeah, I'll I'll take that. But ten out of ten, I would have preferred a win. Oh yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent, obviously. Ten out of ten, I would have preferred the win that you know we should have had if you wipe off thirteen points from them. It's it, it's a, it's a tough one, and I kind of don't want to talk about it anymore because it just makes me angry. Like I woke up all right this morning. Unfortunately, we do have two points that we do need to talk about it for because there were two contenders for catch of the week in this game, but the winner has to be C.D. Lamb's unbelievable touchdown grab where he sort of contorts his body and with one hand sort of caresses it from the underside of the ball and just holds it in. Just take care of it. There we go. It was. It was beautiful. It was like watching a man release a chick in reverse, wasn't it? Like yeah. into the sky. Um, um, the Thielen touchdown was beautiful as well, by the way. Yeah. No, I was. If it wasn't for the fact that this game already had the Kendricks pick and the CD Lamb touchdown, then that could have been a contender in its own right. But like three contenders from one game was just ridiculous. But Adam yeah. Thielen also had a delightful touchdown grab. I think he's also uh, 10 for 10 touchdown receptions on the year. I think he's got 10 10 games. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He's like, I think he's the pretty much at this point in his career, the ultimate red zone receiver. Mm. Like, he will get free in short distance and you will find him. Like, he's probably not the downhill burner that he was a couple of years ago because he's, what is he now? Is he 29 or 30? So he's not got mm. the speed. He, he was never the quickest, but he's hands and his route running and just he's always open in the red zone yep um and then like i say of course as well there was that beautiful diving grab from uh from 
Eric Kendricks. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that this one should be up there for catch of the week because it's a linebacker making the play that like you wouldn't trust. You wouldn't trust many wide receivers to make that catch. Mm, very true. Um, from the Cowboys side, it was pretty much the first time since Dak went down that it looked like they had any semblance of an offense. Um, Andy Dalton lived up to his moniker of the most average human being on the planet and sort of played average, but maybe that's just what they need at this point. They just need someone that will be painstakingly average. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was nothing special about this Cowboys offense, but it's the first time that their offense hasn't like actively sucked in a long time, so mm. that was quite a, quite a revelation. Yeah. Um, their run defense was still gashed by Delvin, but like... They their, had some good goal line stands. I thought they had quite a lot of good goal line stands and like really short yardage stands. And I feel like that was just when they decided, fuck it, we'll crash the box. And like you found like Jalen Smith or Leighton Van Der Esch getting home. But... Well, Van Der Esch had a good game, but unfortunately he can't play all 11 positions on defense by himself. And it's like the problem isn't the, the linebackers for the run defense. The problem is those two defensive tackles. Mm. They're just not bulky enough and so you can sort of run through them a little bit yeah shall we move on just yes. to save you from pain Any more upset and pain yeah that's probably a good thing if Let's, that's okay yeah can we move over to another game where it caused another team uh specifically their fan base their offense their everything a world of pain as joe burrow has had his leg obliterated by the washington football team um, I don't even remember who won this game. I just remember that Joe Burrow, franchise qual- uh, quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, has torn his ACL, torn his MCL, and has also suffered significant knee damage. Joe Yikes. Burrow might have already fucked his career by simply not... Well... well you... It's not on him. <laughs> it's Well, no, obviously, but I mean... I, like, don't, think, like, I don't think it's a career-ender. Obvi- no, 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 not a career ender, but a career changer because his ability to extend the plays with his mobility mm. is what makes him so good because he, like, arm strength alone isn't Joe Burrow's feat. It's basically his decision-making yeah. and ability to read defences and also extend plays. And you can't really do that if you've sort of had your leg Carson Palmered. Well, this is the thing I was going to say. Was it, was it Carson Palmer's left knee? Yeah, it was Carson Palmer who... <laughs> As he was having sort of a very good year, had his leg obliterated by Kimo Van Olhoffen, and now Chase Young obliterates uh, Joe Burrow's left knee. Good. So Chase Young and two Bengals alignment that also fell on top of it. Yeah, I mean we've we've been saying on this podcast for a while that that Bengals O line is basically going to get Joe Burrow killed, and and it was going to get him hurt eventually. I don't. I I fully appreciate that. You you have to play the guy that might save your franchise, but if you're not prepared enough on an O line standpoint to actually give him some protection, what the fuck are you doing? See the the thing is now we have a couple of we have a couple of cautionary tales for the Bengals. You only have to look back the past couple of years. Deshaun Watson in Houston, because they couldn't fucking protect him and he tore his ACL. Andrew Luck. Yep. Bring in protection for this guy quick, because 
Locke is out of the league and Deshaun Watson is out of the Texans at the end of next year. So, like, yeah, it, it, get, it really is on Cincy at this point. I get that. What kind of this is a this is a very sincere question, but if kind of you're at that position as a franchise where you've got a, a QB that can take you through the next, you know, 10, 15 years and you don't have the O-line to kind of, you know, and the people around him to adequately protect them. If you don't have kind of a viable second string QB and this guy makes you competitive purely on his own merits, are you going to bench him? Hmm. I think I think it's a yes and no. I think that the the way that the Dolphins have handled Tua, I think, might be the the best option, but they have an actual viable other option. They had yeah, Ryan exactly. Fitzpatrick. When, when whereas... you're, you know, when so... your backups fits magic, then you're going to feel a lot more comfortable about your chances. But yeah. who's, who's the Bengals' backup quarterback? Uh, Ryan, Ryan Fintragic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, whenever Joe Burrow is in a game, they are competitive to a degree. Like, they, he does enough where there's a chance that the plays that he can make will really make a difference and might pull them through to a, a few more wins than they'd see. Mm-hmm. And I think it would... I mean, I, I, I get the, the argument that it would be far more sustainable to kind of do it in bits and bobs and not have that kind of trial by fire but i think that'd be hard to hard to justify to anyone and to a degree anyone else on that team like they're gonna want to be as competitive as they are Mm -hmm. yeah i mean no player has ever gone out to lose a game yeah but um the other argument is, I mean, the NFC, sorry, the AFC North at the moment has three teams that all look like they could make the playoffs. Is it in your interest to win? No. It, to me, I think that the moment that the Bengals sort of basically lost any footing in a playoff race whatsoever, which may be sort of your week eight, perhaps, when the Browns and Ravens sort of kept chugging and you had like the the obvious division winner of the Steelers at like 8-0 and or whatever by that point. Like From that point on, you, your whole purpose should have been keep Joe Burrow like healthy because you, know you know what a bad injury does to your franchise because you've had this happen 15 years ago. Don't, don't try the fucking hero ball and throw him out there against like well, they they threw him out there against the Steelers and then the Washington football team in like back to back weeks, and it was obvious that that O line wouldn't keep him upright. And they they've they've paid the penalty now. I think that hopefully Joe Burrow gets back on his feet because he's good for football. He's a very exciting player and he's a very exciting young talent, and we do wish him well. He makes mm-hmm. the league better. Yeah, he's also a stand up guy as well. Yeah, oh, he seen. seems like an absolute. He seems very down to earth. Yeah, right. yeah, you can have a beer and a cigar with in the locker room. Um, we should probably, you know, just mention Washington won. Yeah, they did. Twenty to nine. The weirdest Smith. play. Oh, go on. Finally. Oh wait, did they win last week as well? No, they, yeah, they lost. Was okay. it? No, it was the Lions, wasn't it? 
Is this no, the the Lions kicked a, a oh, yeah, field did, goal yeah. right at the end. After that, in painful. Is this his first win starting the season? Yeah. Yeah. Now we can talk about comeback, comeback player play, of the year, the Alex Smith Memorial comeback player of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's it's an achievement in itself to win with Washington, even if you are playing Ryan Finley, who like. I was talking to Tom a couple of weeks ago about Ryan Finley and I was sort of like, you know, I think he's had a bad, I think he's been dealt a bad hand in Cincinnati. I want to see him in another team, see how he does. No. No. No, no. He looked. I think we've seen just enough. Hang on. I don't, the weird, the, the weirdest thing is, is that you were, you were mentioning that, forgetting that he played like four games last year and looked absolutely horrendous. Like, they, they started him at, like I had the fucking pain of watching him, Mason Rudolph, and Duck Hodges all try and be quarterbacks in the same game once last year. That was not a fun experience. So Christian Ponder, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, it, then... well, exactly. I'm just saying, like, I was arguing that he will not ever make it in the league because of basically that performance alone, and it, oh, oh, it's. He found new lows, didn't he? Yeah. He just keeps getting worse, I think. Yeah. Um Are we are we good to move on? Does anyone have I'd, anything else to say? No, I'd be happy to move on, except that I do have one final thing is um there was possibly the most confusing play in, in at least recent NFL history that happened in this game where there was a fumble over the goal line. But back, but carried back out of the end zone, and then fumbled back into the end zone, and then recovered by the defense. So it was like <laughs> Joe Burrow fumbled it. It went into the end zone, which would be a touchback. It then got recovered and then brought back out of the end zone by a defender. I don't know who it was who tried to recover it and bring it out like an idiot. And then he fumbled it back in, and by Chase Young recovering it, it could have been a safety. Thankfully, the referees just decided this is far too much shenanigans for one day and just said, no, it's a touchback. He didn't recover it. It's fine. Like, it was still a loose ball, but Jesus Christ. See, my understanding of the rules is that you couldn't um, you couldn't commit a safety with your defense on the field. I think you can only commit one with your offense or special teams. No, but at the point that it was a recovered fumble... And it got know. brought back out of the end zone and then taken back in. They are essentially a, a kick returner that's left the end zone and left back and come back in, so it would be a safety. Mm. Um, Perhaps so. I mean, I don't. I I'm, I think the the refs probably made the right call, although yeah, yeah. it was a, a, a zany play. But yeah, the, the, aside from Joe Burrow's knee, you know, snapping like a Kit Kat, wasn't a great deal to get your teeth into in this game. No. Um, Falcon Saints, pretty painful game. Taysom Hill, uh, showing that gadget guys could actually be an offensive, uh, offensive stud, just as long as they've got like a decent scheme around it. And Taysom Hill had a good day, to be honest. I think you are all fools to doubt Taysom Hill. I mean, I was more. It was more from the perspective of I like Jameis Winston for the fun factor, but... I think Taysom Hill's fun to watch. 
he he brought the fun. They did a lot of these like sort of weird, <laughs> weird QB power that you don't see a lot of teams run outside of Cam Newton. Mm. So like that was that was kind of fun. But there, I think that he was bailed out by a couple of wide receivers with incredibly large catch radiuses or radii, <laughs> I should say. Like his passing was loose. It was more accurate than it was a couple of years ago, though. Yeah, there were some kind of real diamond. Yeah, I mean, his deep passing certainly had gotten a lot better. but um, Which, I mean, that is at least one facet that they didn't have with Drew Brees. That is true, actually. They actually were able to try and cork one 30 yards downfield on, like, more than one occasion. Yeah. Um... The Falcons have sort of, they might not do the Falcons this year because they had the bad seat, they had bad start of the season that got Dan Quinn fired. They might continue to be bad again this this second half of the season now. Mm. Julio Jones apparently sat out most of the game with a hamstring injury, which has sort of been affecting him for what feels like two years now at this point. Mm. It would probably be within their best interest to just not to just not risk him. You've already got this injury prone mess of a franchise from a medical standpoint like don't don't risk your main talent you you may as well tank at this point you're not getting anywhere in the nfc south you're fourth in the division just leave it leave it alone leave but it that, in that with that question would you want to would you want to sort of drop matt ryan as well because matt yeah. ryan is matt sharp could can be a good quarterback I would not be ready to to drop Matt Ryan yet. No, not not from the perspective of trying to win, as in from the perspective of keep him healthy for next season because <sighs> you're not doing anything this year. Don't well, risk yeah, him I Joe mean, Burrow in the fuck out of his leg. I guess. And you know how many when did when did Matt Ryan come into the league? Uh, it's so a long 2011? time. Twenty yeah, eleven. Early in twenty eleven. Was that two thousand nine? Oh maybe like actually. It's... He because wasn't he was he the first overall pick, Matt Ryan? Uh, I think so. Oh yeah, he was because I think they went like three and thirteen that year. Yeah, Can you remember he... when three and thirteen got you a, a guaranteed first round pick? Oh, and and now we've got like three teams that are actively pushing for the playoffs, and they could all finish three and thirteen. I think it. I think it changed with suck for luck. Like as soon as teams, mm. as soon as teams embraced the sort of the idea of because it came from basketball originally didn't it yeah. like as soon the as teams have been doing that, it for the past like five years it feels like <laughs> which is heartbreaking um so yeah I, I i agree with you i think that the atlanta might be wise to sort of shut it down mm. what what issues is he working with matt ryan mm. um a bad a bad defense yeah a supporting cast that's like a who's who of misfits and no no offensive players. schemes okay. todd Gurley is a running back yeah what, todd, are you, I was... what are you protecting him from like at some Pain. point no but like at some point you're gonna have to play people that can actually make a you know how long is it gonna be before they can put together a, a good o-line and like a, a proper offensive scheme. Like until that point, you're just gonna drift aimlessly. Well, I mean, they've been drifting this... aimlessly, but with these players. So I don't see what yeah, the difference what, is. Exactly. Like... What would they be doing without Matt Ryan? I mean, drifting they'd be, aimlessly. They'd be, 
that arguably will be closer to drafting the next Matt Ryan. I think I think you two are being idealists. Perhaps so, but I think it I think it's hit that point now that we're at that stage in the season where Thanksgiving's arrived and you can now So you're we now have thanks to impact FEMAs. No, but well, kinda. But I think what I'm giving what I'm giving thanks to is teams that are interesting either because they're good or bad, right? Because there's two races at the moment. There's a race for the first overall pick and there's a race for the Super Bowl. Teams that are in the middle, like the Chargers do not they don't excite me at all, but I'm interested to see how far they can fall. I uh, the Chargers really not excite you at all. Well, I mean, Justin Herbert excites me, but like, okay. no, no, there's no other Chargers player that's currently on the field that I'm like, oh wow, I'd, I'd shell out some money to see this guy. Keenan Allen's good. Yeah, Keenan uh, Allen's uh, real good. I I think that Keenan Allen's like attitude always annoys me so best. much that like I can't stand him as a person. So like, I mean. I don't know that that's not a reason to be excited by the prospect of him playing football. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, shall we? Uh, shall we? I just speaking of Thanksgiving because it's we're not going to have an episode out uh, until afterwards. I want to. Oh, I want to hear you guys. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear one thing that you guys are thankful for in your organization that isn't like a star player or anything i want to hear one thing go for it what is it i am thankful that the nfc east is such a depraved garbage fire that is poor and i'm not saying that there's not been promising because the past couple of weeks there's been a real uptick in the giants performance but the season as a whole turgid I'm just thankful that the NFC East is so lacking in quality that I can still hope for an outside playoff shot. Ed, what are you thankful for? Um, I'm thankful that Minnesota have a good history of sort of um, improving their drafted talent year upon year. So I think that these these guys, especially on defense, these guys next year will be competitors at the very least so i'm at least happy with that it's, it's a shame we're sort of out of contention this year but now i can out of look, yeah look with renewed figure to next year yeah in the garage with a, a bed sheet over the top yeah <laughs> that's where gladby is right now <laughs> one day jeff <laughs> oh heck so we move right, on. What, what are you, you thankful want? for? Oh. Yeah, I'd like to know what this what the Steelers organization. Yeah, is I wonder what Tom hmm. could be thankful for this year. Hmm. I am thankful for the Oakland Las Vegas Raiders for beating the Chiefs in that one game to give us like a slight cushion, and then giving them a fucking heart attack neck that last night. So that's that's what I'm thankful for. Thank you to the Las Vegas Oakland Raiders. <laughs> that's that's all John Gruden needs this Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, he's having another. He's having a John Gruden, a very Gruden Thanksgiving. Yeah. This time it's a Steelers fan thanking him. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we go to the? Uh, ooh, do you want to go to Chiefs Raiders? I just have a quick, a very very quick question about this game. For I mean, I guess it's, it follows on. 
do you think that John Gruden will only eat a turkey that he's like personally snapped the turkey's neck? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Projects a gruff exterior, but you know that man was... is as useless with a fucking yeah. You think like, that man has killer instinct? He he's one of those well, people that like owns a fucking AR fifteen that he bought from like a Walmart or something and goes around wearing like hunting gear but never actually shoots anything. Wears a badge that says Sarge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John Gruden steals valor. <laughs> oh fucking hell. Um the Chiefs won in this game. Uh, it, it was, was it was real. Did, didn't they do well? Who didn't they do well? What is that? Haunting. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's that guy from British TV. His name I can't remember. It's off my head now. Oh wait, is it Bruce Forsyth? Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. I saw Brucey when doing the prices right. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> got this look of disgust. He hates everything. Have about you got this. Bruce Forsyth confused with that guy who used to do supermarket sweep? Bill Winton. Yeah. I don't know. In my head, I think. Do you remember? Um, do you remember Robert Robertson, the guy who used to do the Radio Four stuff? No. Nobody has ever listened to Radio Four. I'm going to put this out there right now. Nobody has ever listened to Radio Four. The only people that listen to Radio Four are divorced university lecturers. And people that have sustained a fall at home. <laughs> well, I mean, that is pick your poison. <laughs> me and my dad, when he used to pick me up from work, when we used to like live in Chesterfield but work in Sheffield, we'd like we'd come back, we'd get stuck in the traffic in wood seats, and we'd listen to Woman's Hour. It was I perfect. Can't imagine anything more depressing. <laughs> what, than being in the old station wagon with me and Adrian? <laughs> <laughs> Listening to Woman's Hour on BBC Radio 4. <laughs> oh, Do you know your uh, your football story on uh, that you sort of had cut out of an episode? A story about Ryan? Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon, like... Do you know when you were driving to those games, did your dad, like, put on the arches? No, he wasn't a fan of the arches. I distinctly remember you talking to me about the arches at some point. Me? Yeah. No. No, 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 because it was not the arches for me and my dad. It was always, like, if there was... um... This might have just been you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever listened to an episode of the arches. Mm, I mean, actually, to be fair... We definitely need to get our fact-checkers on that one. The Archers yeah. is kind of perfect in the sort of coronavirus age because you, you can just record yourself. It's like acting, but without be, having to see. So you don't have to be in the same room <laughs> like as acting, said person. But without the talent. Well, it's almost as though... Like, do you know what else would be perfect for like these coronavirus times that's infinitely more interesting? Podcasts. Oh, that's true. Like what we're mm. doing right now. Or like driving yeah, well, you... a screwdriver in PSI. Yeah, well, you two have a fucking spin-off, don't you? That's that's the silliest part of all. <laughs> Try, trying hard not to be insulted by the fact that you've got a spin-off. We have too much charisma to be contained in one podcast. Yeah. Are you, is that assumption then that I don't have the same charisma and I'm sort of relegated to just one? No, I mean, the, but the point is, is to do the math. I have a feeling like basically every album that we would have ever recommended or listened to on this podcast that we've got like a spin-off of... Uh, would have been 
immediately shut down in favor of like Gary Clark Jr.'s 18 minute <laughs> guitar solos. I do like oh yeah, but it's not Gary quite Clark. as good as Gary Clark Jr. Oh yeah, because I do. Oh wait, I do some of that. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can come on next week. Yeah, if you want, we'll we'll purposefully. Oh, um, I'm just gonna sub in Emma for a minute. <gasps> We've been joined. Da, 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 da. Hello. Hello. There's somebody at the door. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. What were we talking about? We were sort um, of having a... Well, you can actually be our fact checker, actually, because Ed, Ed claims that he's never spoken to Sam about the Archers, but me and Sam doubt this so highly yeah. because of Ed's revelation that he used to listen to Woman's Hour with uh, his dad in the car. Yeah, he did. You know, you know Ed intimately. So mm-hmm. you it sounds both... weird when you say it, but yes. I know, I regretted it as soon as we were. <laughs> do you believe, knowing as much as you do about him, that this uh-huh. is a man that's never listened to the art? Categorically, no. <laughs> Thank you. A hundred percent it's happened. Whether voluntarily or not, it, it's I mean, garnering all of the knowledge I have of both Ed and his father categorically a, there's not that yeah. you can't have 20 odd years of road trips and that that's not happened <laughs> <laughs> i mean like aiden used to take me to work and we'd end up listening to like rabbis on bbc radio 4 so <laughs> that's my two cents <laughs> okay who was it it was just a month from next oh. now you've quite finished insulting me kin we're not insulting. We're oh, just, no. we're just. I have the deepest of respect for Adrian, and I'm sure he would be very open about his listening to the Archers. He, I honestly, honestly, we have not listened to the Archers. Radio Four, all over that shit. The Archers, not a chance. Okay, this will be corrected in post. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be you just dubbing over the top of whenever Ed says <laughs> not, and just saying have. But Let's... we have the archers. <laughs> no, like we, we have the archers. Actually, Someone be... <laughs> said, I don't know, forty-eight quid. <laughs> what are the archers worth as hostages? A twix. Um, very little. <laughs> A packet of Withers originals. Oh, but like half eaten. Imagine the like bag of medications that you'd have to take with you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to bear with me. I have to. I have to call my redact landlord. Okay. Oh, can we listen in? Uh, well, I have to call the operating company. Yeah, oh. sure. Hi, landlord here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's a different podcast. <laughs> um... Well, I was going to say, if you wanted, we could rattle off some more shit games, but if you want, we can listen to um, this, I'm gonna, I'm going to mute this so okay. I don't have to edit it out. Yeah. Okay, and cool. You guys can talk about shit games. All right. Get some tosh out of the way. Yeah, uh, Eagles Browns was just complete awful tosh. The Browns aren't exactly an exciting team to watch, but they're winning games. They're second in the AFC North right now. Yeah, um, it's a strange thing, isn't it? When the weirdest thing to me about this game was that Kareem Hunt got all the goal line carries, Mm. which seems like very, very alien when you consider that they have Nick Chubb on the roster. But then again, also. I mean, it worked. Like, yeah, I yeah, just Kareem Hunt. I think would have been sort of a top fifteen 
at at least running back if he was on his own in there. But then you also throw in like a top five running back in Nick Chubb, and it is a it is a scary backfield for the for the Browns. There's not really much else happening about them, but the backfield no. especially is uh, something. Yeah, the the running backs and Miles Garrett, and then oh Wyatt Teller as well, who we should have we discussed Wyatt Teller yet? I don't think we have. No, he's um, the guard for the Browns, and he is PFF's highest graded player after eleven weeks. Interesting. Yeah, so power to the guy. Yeah, he looks like he's sort of the kind of the, the kind of guy who could like slung an ox over each shoulder, like he's that sort of barrel-chested stud. Hmm. Um. On the other side of the ball, though, Carson Wentz has regressed and through what might be one of the worst interceptions that I've seen, like, just namely from not just an accuracy standpoint, but, like, it was so easy to make a play on it with about 50 yards of open field for Tacky Tacky, the Browns' linebacker, defensive back. He's a linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. I think they took him in the second second round last year. Like he's had quite a draft pedigree coming out. Hmm. Um, made a made a nice play, got a pick six. But yeah, Carson Wentz is is killing them. And I think it wasn't just the pick; it was the safety that he took, just oh, holding yeah. on to it for too long, that wandering was, that was around. He's he is a man that is devoid of any confidence. Mm. And yeah. if I was. I honestly believe he's a liability. I don't he is. Think, I don't think he has long on the clock in Philly. Which you know, is crazy because he was in. Know, he was in the MVP conversation like two years ago. Yeah. Well, when they won the Super Bowl, it was like Carson Wentz got hit, and it was almost as though like, oh my god, this, what the fuck are we meant to do? Like, we've been winning games like big time. Like, and now we've got to put Nick Foles back in, and then they end up actually doing something. But yeah. like pretty much since then, like Carson Wentz has had, he's had his injuries, and then he's just sort of regressing slowly. And this year, it just seems like he's jumped off a cliff. And Doug Peterson yeah. came out and said something along the lines of, um, "We don't want to move on from Carson Wentz because that would make it seem like we're giving up on our season." But the rest of the Eagles, I think, are playing pretty well right now. It's just that. Carson Wentz is genuinely costing them games with bad throws, lazy like pocket presence. He's just he's yeah, so that unaware. is it. That is it. His pocket. He used to be so elusive. Great feet for a big lad. He used to be able to sort of scramble <laughs> out. <laughs> um, but no, th- this is what I wanted to mention actually with this game because when you consider the teams that essentially picked quarterbacks who had established starters, Mm -hmm. what you had on the one side was you had Jordan Love, who absolutely lit a fire up Aaron Rodgers' arse. He came out flying. And the other one is Jalen Hurts, who came in and then Wentz has looked garbage. Yeah. Like, he's not had a good game. No, I genuinely don't think he has either. And I think, like, he's, he's had little flashes but it's almost as though there's sort of 15% at most of, like, a franchise quarterback. And then there's sort of 85% of, like, basically backup at best. And he's he's in his contract year the same as, as Dak is. 
Does he get paid? He's already been paid. The Philly gave him an extension over the offseason. Oh, season. shit. Yeah, they did. Ooh. So this is the thing now, because we, we had this conversation about, obviously, there were sort of the three quarterbacks that really came out of that draft were Prescott, Wentz, and Goff. Yeah. Prescott has to be the best one out of those three now, and is also the one that is currently not getting paid. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I could see I could see a weird situation where Dak gets moved on to the Texans. <laughs> I could see it. I you know what? I actually genuinely could as well. And I think if Deshaun Watson goes, which he probably will. Um, yeah. yeah, I could actually I could see that. I think he'd also I think that Dak may well if you know, if if the the Cowboys choose not to sign with him, he chooses not to sign with them. I think there are a couple of locations that he could go. Like, he could go Pittsburgh. In all seriousness, he could mm. go to Pittsburgh. It depends. The only problem is, is it depends on basically what happens this next offseason. Um, I'd I'd absolutely adore Dak Prescott in Pittsburgh. I think he's an absolute, like, baller of a player. And I think it'd do him good to actually have a defense, a couch. Yeah. A scheme. I think it'd do him great to have all of those things. I think he's a good player. See, I have my I have my doubts about Dak as a player. I think as a he is a born leader. Yeah, and that's that's a really sort of um, a really important trait, especially in a QB. Mm. Um, so I think I think the Cowboys would be mad to get rid of Prescott. Oh, hundred percent. I think I to be honest, in all fairness, I think that they re-sign him. Yeah, I, I, think... don't, I don't see him making free agency, but if he does, no. he's not going to last a couple of hours. No, exactly. He'll he'll be gone within the fucking he'll be gone within the sort of first fifty minutes. Um shall we I mean there's not really much to talk about with, with Steelers Jags and since we're already sort of briefly there, we may yeah. as well head over. The Steelers yeah. just absolutely panned the Jags around. Um the only a- things of note that I can think of are that um the last Steeler before last year to have five interceptions in a season was Troy Polamalu, who got it in 2011, um, and he was Defensive Player of the Year that year. Minka Fitzpatrick is on course for his second consecutive season with five uh, interceptions. He had five last year and has four this year after picking off Jake Luton twice. Um, I don't. I think Minka's playing very well. I don't think he's in contention for defensive player of the oh year. Oh God, no! Not not this year. I thought he was last year. I really yeah. thought he was last year, and I don't. I still am bewildered at the fact that Gilmore got it over Watt and Fitzpatrick. But you know, sure thing, whatever. We'll 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 not we'll not <laughs> talk about that anymore. Well, you're gonna have to put Anthony Harris in the mix, but like, yeah, but he doesn't play in the AFC. Um, obviously, you fucking. That's true. <laughs> I know that but, you're obviously going to keep having to talk about Anthony Harris, but come on, dude. We're talking about AFC Defensive Player of the Year here. That's true. That's true. Egg on my face. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, dare I say there were a lot of crashes at the Luton Airport this this week. It was sort of... Um, it was a really, really poor display from pretty much everyone in a Jags uniform outside of James Robinson. And even he wasn't really all that great i think he he definitely uh 
had flourishes. It was almost as though sort of like they started the game with like two very good deep shots and then the moment that Jake Luton felt any amount of pressure, they had to go to Jake Ro- James Robinson and he had like a couple of very good runs and then it was just like Jake Luton was already spooked and then James Robinson couldn't actually move anywhere. So it was like they just they couldn't move the ball. They basically like they fucked it. Um, they pretty much just did a Jags. The Steelers won again. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will say this because obviously the Steelers are ten and zero, justifiably so, best team in football at the moment. That run game is still quite suspect. Yeah. Um, I think James Connor had sixty three yards, but as a total, they ended up with over a hundred because McFarlane and and Snell had some runs as well. Um, but it's it wasn't it wasn't all that great. Again, we're still using the short passing game as sort of a a stop block for the for the run. Um, yeah, given the I mean, obviously the team as a whole is operating at a very high level, but are there any teams that you'd worry kind of, Hmm. you know, if he ends up meeting them in the playoffs, just that would have a very good pass defense? And if so, your run might not be up to snuff. See, this is a pretty, pretty good question. And I think like most people are talking about like, oh, but when they face the Chiefs, but like, the Chiefs don't have a defence. Yeah, they have no. <laughs> they have they have two D linemen and they have Turin Matteo, but then outside of that, like where is Juan Thornhill? <laughs> sure, I guess and Dan had... Sorensen. <laughs> yeah, like we're we're not really talking hugely prevalent names here, and like I think. If it was going to be any of the current like playoff mix teams that I'd be worried about facing, um, especially from the AFC side, it's probably the Colts, because um, they're in the mix. They're they past just do defense. everything well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then again, on that point, like Phil Rivers will probably throw a pick six in that game, and they don't have a run game, so it's like. Yeah. Their pass that... defense worries me, but they they don't worry mm. me as a as a as a whole. See what I wanted to just make a point quickly about the Steelers' run game because I actually think that I was watching the game because I, I've had to sort of. Um, I'll, I'll be frank with you. Once once they started winning, I stopped watching. Yeah. But I thought to myself, well, we're we're gonna see these guys, so I'll watch this game in more detail. And I think I know, Tom, why they're not running the ball so well. I want to hear what you think because I know it exactly. But go on. They're. Oh, linemen aren't athletic enough to ever get to the secondary. Yes, that is a hundred percent it. So we our pass blocking is very good. I think Alejandro Villanueva hasn't given up a sack yet. Um, yeah, yeah. David De, David DeCastro is an elite pass blocker. Man, uh, Marquise Pouncey is an elite pass blocker. Matt Filer is adjusting to left guard, but he's still doing very good at keeping Ben on his feet. And Chucks is a very good pass blocker. But there is basically just this sort of missing link. To, and to be honest, do you know what I think it is? I think it's because when Ramon Foster retired, he, him being our most athletic uh, O-lineman, he sort of retired and he was the guy that did quite a lot of pulling um, to either side. Yeah. 
Um, and either he'd pull or De Castro would pull. And now, sort of the those two have either retired or re- or have like aged, aged a bit too much. Same with Pouncey, and because Feel has moved over to left guard instead of right tackle, he's not able to sort of get out as much as he used to at right tackle. So it's like. I think that's why De- uh, Kevin Dotson's been getting quite a lot of attention from Steelers fans instead of Matt Feeler. And it's because Dotson is an out-and-out guard. And he has been in the run game whenever he's played. We've had our best running games. Um, and it's because he, he will just... He will move into ahead into the next level regardless of whether or not there's someone there to follow him. Like, he just needs to get slightly better at pass pro. But yeah. Because yeah. thinking about it, yeah, you do do a lot of like short passing, but I don't think I've seen you throw a screen all year because the the O linemen just aren't athletic enough. What well, we do, we throw screens, but we throw like jailbreak screens or like oh, wide right, receiver so like wide receiver screens. Yeah. So it's like the wide receivers are very good at blocking. Like Juju, Claypool, and Washington are all very good at blocking, and they're all very good at making stuff happen after the catch. But like, yeah, it's a hundred percent on the O line. I think when we lost Mike Munchak, I think. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had sort of yeah. He was our O line coach when James uh, James Connor had like that fantastic season, and pretty much ever since then, like you say, you say, but he was literally averaging the same as Le'Veon Bell. Like there was like two yards in it until he got hit. Like come on, um. So it was like when he left, I think he went to the Broncos, uh, to go work with. Vic Fangio, it was sort of like our line just stopped run blocking all that well. So yeah, yeah. So it's just five anchors, isn't it? Yeah, basically, which is keeping <laughs> Ben on his feet. And to be honest, I'm I'm enjoying the brand of offense that we're playing, but I do want us to be able to have that run game. Um Because yeah. people have been saying like, "Oh, get Derek Watt in," but like Watt played quite a lot of the snaps on on this one, and it was better than it has been the past couple of weeks, but it still wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. So it's a short yardage running game, isn't it? Yeah. So, which is, it's fine. Like, as long as you've got sort of a, a passing offense that works, then sure thing, but yeah. Every day, one man must sit on the floor in some pillows next to a clothing rail in a spare room while his colleagues sit on a comfy bed with appropriate seating. For just £200 in total, we can get this man a chair and a table so that he can podcast in comfort and not need to stretch his groin every week. Please, please pledge as much as you can or as much as you really want to to this poverty-stricken boy and help him afford a table and chair please go to http colon forward slash forward slash www.stiffupperlippod.com forward slash the cleft chinchilla appeal appeal thank you and please donate what you can to this unfortunate boy thank you this has been a message brought to you by the cleft chinchilla appeal appeal foundation if you would like to know more please visit our website thank you Okay. We've talked about That's this game a lot. lot. Yeah, a lot longer than I was anticipating. Well, well I, I... That we can sift through.
I feel like we sort of um, we give the Steelers a bad name a little bit in our perhaps disdain for them, but they deserve some analysis every now and again. Well, I the the main reason why I've stopped giving them uh, well giving the Steelers analysis is because like. What are you meant to say when they blow out the Bengals and Jags? Like, they went <laughs> I mean, into yeah. a game that they were going to win and they won. Like, when we when they played the Cowboys, it was like, oh, we can actually slightly break it down a little bit because it was closer than a fucking blowout. There's some trust to that. Yeah. What okay. are the games were there this week? They're oh, all... there was... Can we do Panthers-Lions now? Please. Mm-hmm. If we're talking oh, about inept yeah. teams, we have to go to the Lions because, oh... I think we'll see Matt Patricia's head on a spike outside Ford Field by the end of this week. (laughs) (laughs) The king Uh, is dead. Long live the king and it's Bill O'Brien. There wasn't Um, even anything like... There was no excuse, by the way, for this like awful, awful Lions showing. Like They don't really have really many injuries. Matt Stafford wasn't dealing with like a shortened week from COVID. They, they, They had basically their full offense out there they just suck they just really fucking suck as a franchise one one thing i'm not sure if you know this but i imagine you'll laugh you know in this game they punted twice from their opponent's half (laughs) oh it's the same reason why i don't like the bears because they're just cowards (laughs) what extreme cowardliness well i mean in fairness they've got the best punter in the league at the moment in jack fox but like <laughs> yeah he's... he's getting all the goddamn practice <laughs> <laughs> the man with the alabaster leg but they have matt prater who can make long field goals why are they oh <laughs> fucking hell oh dear <sighs> i mean at least they're not going for the sort of mercy field goal when they're down 14 no but like... you're right but Ugh. A PJ Walker looks great. PJ Walker did look great. Aside from that, like, I think that he tried genuinely tried to like throw the ball out the back of the end zone and just didn't <laughs> put enough mustard in it. And just like, <laughs> but yeah, aside I mean, from that, he was solid. Were, you know, there were some inconsistencies, but uh, I think I don't think you could ask for more. No, I do think that a truer test will be Minnesota this week. Mm. How how long's Teddy out for? Uh, I think that I, I haven't they said he's week to week, but with a high ankle sprain, it could be mm, like yeah, that could be a couple. I'd be interested to to see them at Minnesota. Well, this is the thing. I was I was sort of Against I know we, I know we're back in we're back talking about Minnesota, but I was so looking forward to sort of Bridgewater leading a team back into Minnesota, just because it's a nice story. Not but, when you feel good, PJ Walker be in your team. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Former hey, XFL was MVP. On, he was on course for a ridiculous. Neck. He was on course for like a record year in the XFL. Yeah, I mean yeah. the record began that year, but it was a record <laughs> year yeah. in the XFL. Like, oh dear. Give yeah, Vince McMahon signs his checks. Like he I, um he played with the. Um, Matt Rule and Robbie Anderson as well, didn't he? For college. Uh, was was it Temple? Hans- Temple? Temple, yeah. Maybe. I Which think is he probably did. the reason why they took a punt on yeah. him, really, because like you don't really see guys like coming out of the XFL usually and and yeah. going to teams. So he just Maybe sounds he middle management to me. 
What, PJ Walker? Walker. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a consulting firm. (laughs) David Tepper and PJ Walker present. (laughs) Wasn't David Tepper in his, like, Tepco? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Okay, another bad game. Um, Jets Chargers was a Jets Chargers game. Yeah. T- turns out the Jets are worse at losing than the, oh, sorry, better at losing than the Chargers. Yeah. Which... There were I mean, if you were if you were a Jets fan, there'd be you know, the the receiving call wow patchy week to week. There's something there. They've if you the only good thing if you were a Jets fan is that it was across the country, so you didn't have to pay to like fly and get a ticket and then fly back. That was the only good thing coming out of this game for Jets fans. Don't pretend there's receiving chorus. <laughs> Worth also, shit. Also, Joe Joe Flacco should not be playing football. But some of his deep balls look better than I thought they would. No, because no, this is this is the problem with Joe Flacco. Oh, he lulls people in, right? I had to watch that bum for so long because he was in my goddamn division, and all he does is check downs to the running back for like two yards, and then a deep ball that draws a DPI because that's all he can do. <laughs> He can't complete any of the deep balls. He just throws them up there and just hopes that someone fouls there or like commits an offence on the wide receiver. That's all he did for Baltimore. Oh, it's all I've he did for Denver, and it's all he's doing for New York. He Pandora's sucks. box of Joe Flacco hatred. He's... Tom just doesn't like him because he's got a Super Bowl ring. No, 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 because no, 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 no. there are plenty of people that have got Super Bowl rings that I like. It's just that. Joe Flacco stinks as yeah, a quarterback. To be fair. I mean, yeah, he shouldn't be playing football. Get Did you out. see the? I think am I right in saying the only um, the only four game streak in his entire career where he's not had a turnover was the playoffs where he won the Super Bowl. Yep. You got it. If you're gonna have a good season, <laughs> it's not even a good season. So I'm a good stretch. That was the year the Falcons. Sorry, didn't the Ravens go nine and seven that year? Uh, I believe so. Ah, the winner's race, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barely over 500. Okay. Right. Speaking We've... of, by the way, with uh, with Joe Flacco, and you know how we said last week about anyone that wants to come on and pretend to be a Jets fan, or if we had any Jets fans? Um, I've got I've got news. Um, have we had a have we had a response? Is not, it from not an anonymous source from New York? It's not an it's not a Jets fan. But someone has said that they will pretend to be a Jets fan because Frank Gore is their favourite player, and how is Frank they, Gore? They 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 had to endure Joe Flacco. How, how old is Frank Gore now? Thirty eight. Oh, that man has no no business being a, a running back in the NFL. He's just going to go straight from running back to nursing home. <laughs> he's, he's gonna hit the ground and then stay there <laughs> just truck through the wall of the noise and home and then be like that's it I'm here <laughs> I'm falling and I can't get up <laughs> someone get me an adult diaper I am done <laughs> do you reckon that he has to have like laxatives before every game because his bowels have just turned to dust he's so old <laughs> He's not. He's not me. He's not got chronic IBS. He's just old. <laughs> he is old. They've just. They've just regressed to dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So who oh. is it that's going to be pre- pretending to be a Jets fan? Um, it's the podcast Wait. friend Ravens fan Theo Burks ah. is joining us. So yes. he's he he listened to the episode and he said because uh, I offered him to come on because it's Steelers Ravens primetime Thanksgiving game for the Friday recording and. Uh, he said, "Oh, I've been listening to your episode. By the way, I can pretend to be a Jets fan for a for a thing. So, yeah, I want him to really kind of you go know, lean into I want it. this to be method. I actually, like, I have a Jets cap. On his shirt and like, <laughs> yeah. If if you really wanted, like, if we want someone to pretend to be a Jets fan for any longer, I can be that pretend Jets fan if you really want. I have a Jets cap." I don't think... I want, like, sitting in a, like, weird, old, like, retractable chair with, like, a hot Italian sausage. And... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now you see! <laughs> oh, I don't know what that was. Sorry, we, yeah, we're going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm gonna spend the I'm gonna spend the next like week and a half working on my Jets fan impression. Oh, dear. I think the best. Have you ever seen Larry <laughs> David talk about the, the Jets? <laughs> <laughs> Is that your Bill Cosby? <laughs> the stiff upper lip does voices. Okay, we should move on. Okay, Keenan Allen had a great game. Justin Herbert looked okay. Uh, with his hair on. has gone as powers. Oh, I hate again. his new hair. I Fucking hate it too. Military school ass bullshit. <laughs> you know what? It actually set him apart from the rest of these like fresh out of college scrubs. And now he's now he's just another cookie cutter quarterback. <laughs> See, I remember? think the I think the reason for this is because he got nits. <laughs> Like I think that he got nits from like some Chargers O lineman. <laughs> it was it was a great defining feature, and he just he just seems and looks less fun now. Yeah, it's like it's like the story of Samson and Delilah, but for the modern age. <laughs> I'm not happy. Um, shall we move on? What rock and roll? Oh, Patriots Texans is calling my name as another game to get out of the way. Did you see the um the thing that I noticed from this is did you see Demir Bird's celebration when he got the touchdown? I didn't. <laughs> Doing this. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my Seriously, god. if you can find a picture of that. I will... Yes. Let me make a note of it now. But it was very similar cause do you remember a couple of years ago in the World Cup where like a couple of the Swiss players got into trouble for doing like the symbol of Albanian independence to the Serbs. What was that? Wait, what is the? That's, is that that's it? the one with the? That's the one with the two heads. Like specifically, it's got two heads because it's the Albanian flag. Oh, do you know what's weird? Is I I distinctly remember one of Atenuiu's like celebrations for oh, a yeah, season. He's, he's was Kosovo, this? isn't he? Yeah, so, yeah, he's from Kosovo. So yeah, that makes that makes perfect. I never knew we've connected the dots. <laughs> We've got Ate New here, and finally, and uh... <laughs> I've been waiting for the day. Yeah, me too. Oh, big number nine. Me and my uh, me and my cousin actually were having a chat about um, how both of us have had dwindling interest in in Wednesday, 
And now that Nui is gone, it's basically like, I don't care anymore, and neither really does he. And it's like, Nui, I think, was holding my my interest hostage for six years because yeah. he was my favourite player. And now that he's left, I just don't... I don't give a shit. None of them interest me anymore. Ate, you will be missed. Ate, if you want to come on the podcast, please... Please feel free. Yeah, he he is probably on Fiverr, isn't he? Ooh, I don't know. Did you know that he scored in the Europa League this season? That doesn't surprise me. The man's a machine in front of goal. He is. He's playing for Apoel Nicosia in Cyprus. Cyprus, yeah. Are you talking about your fucking Portsmouth team? No, I'm talking about Adenuyu, the actual real person. Okay. Yeah, the, he's a former Sheffield United, uh, sorry, Sheffield Wednesday striker. <laughs> sorry, I nearly went down a bad road then. Oh, yeah. Don't you dare. Hey, what? whoa, hey. Okay. I'm not all Jets fans, come on. <laughs> I find it exhausting enough to pretend I care about one sport. I can't do that for another. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Deshaun <laughs> Watson. Tiddlywinks. Deshaun... <laughs> Deshaun Watson's a fun player to watch. Uh, the Patriots are not a fun team. Neither of the Texans. I was really kind of hopeful about a Cam Newton Patriots. I thought they'd be fun to watch. Maybe mm. if I was a Patriots fan, that'd be different. But it feels like because they they they're a Patriots team, so they still do like a bit of trickery. But it weirdly feels like all the, tr- you know, when the Panthers were like doing all the weird shit with Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey, where they'd like they'd like give Christian McCaffrey the snap and he'd hand it off to Cam Newton, or they'd yeah. do some like weird. Like four passes in the backfield. Yeah, or like dress like... him up in Cam Newton's clothes and then send him out for a snap. Who's that? Who's that? Uh, is it on the run? It's Cam Newton. <laughs> Squeezed into Christian McCaffrey's joggers. <laughs> things like that. Yeah, things of that nature. <laughs> what? Well, Are we time... not going to mention what just happened there? General, Sam, General at, one t- at one time, Cam <laughs> yeah. Newton was playing a bugle in the backfield. It was quite something. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah all of the patriots trickery now involves the players yeah. around cam newton like or, he is cam newton dressing up as like a, a some kind of saucy woman from behind like a, a, a curtain or something with his silhouette casting a, a seductive shadow what's well, so like the opposing like bunny dresses yeah <laughs> the opposing offensive line rush forward to see what happens and it's actually made of dynamite Oh, <laughs> there's actually a portable hole on the ground, and they all fall through it. <laughs> oh, fucking! Um, wouldn't it be great if they were actually that fun? Yeah, yeah. Although Bill Belichick does have a sort of uh, an Elmer Fudd air to him at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus! Right. Is there um, anything? Is there anything interesting to actually discuss about this game? No. no do you know what I have realised though? Um, do you know because we didn't do our recording on on Friday because we were doing the Stiff Upper Lip Invitational Among Us stream? Well, yeah. uh, yes. We didn't talk about Cardinal Seahawks. Yeah. Mm. It's in the past. I no. thought I thought it was quite an interesting game. Yeah, but tea's on the table. Is it? No. Oh. <laughs> I just. It was an interesting game, actually. It was a really fun game. It was. Who yeah. did you guys pick for it? I picked the Seahawks. But I Nemo didn't pick it. The, did I? Picked the Cardinals. Well, you had, you actually just didn't pick it, Ed. 
Yeah, I know. But I forgot. MFA. I don't think I picked this all week, actually. You did. You, you did, college. actually. You tied for the win with me. Did I? You did. How exciting. You've now... So, while, while we're on the topic of our predictions, um, Emma has charged the season in the sense that she was she was leading all Ooh. the way up till the third quarter and is now currently in the process of absolutely blowing it because... Ooh, she had a poor one this week with a four and ten record. Oh, darling! Yeah, I hate to see it. Well, I tell you what, no one, I whomever whomever gets the Lex jersey, I paid in full for the last one, so I'm not putting a single penny towards this one. Wait, did I not give you any money for it? No. All right, I'll fucking I'll provide. <laughs> no, I'll I'll send you the money I'll, for it. I, I'll repeat. No, it's all right as long as I can as long as I can be out of the. Uh, because I'm not, I'm not going to win this year. So as long as I don't have to pay, <laughs> then I'm fine. <laughs> what if I win? If you win, if you win, it's a fucking miracle. If you yeah. win, I'll buy fireworks. It is the epitome <laughs> of the Minnesota miracle. Like we will genuinely all chip in for like wow. five jerseys for you. Not exactly. I mean, I mean, yeah, people. you are you are currently thirty-one wins behind me. And how many weeks are there left? Five. Six. And how many games is that? Lots. Lots of them. That's exactly. Good. It also well, requires not... me to basically fuck up consistently, though. Uh, okay. Onward. Onward. Mediocrity. Um, yeah. Uh, Dolphins Broncos. Tuatunga Vailoa got benched. Um, was now, this a protection thing, or was this a he played bad and they were losing? I don't know. Well, I thought it was a protection thing because he did have a bit of a a funny fall, didn't mm. he? A funny that makes fall. It sound like there? no one else was involved. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, he, he had a bit of a funny turn. He was. Uh, I don't know whether it was just a, a tackle or a sack, but I think it he, was a sack. Yeah, he did get a, a bit of an awkward uh, landing. Mm. Um, on a hit, and I thought it would be to do with that, but I think um, Brian Flores said that kind of that didn't factor into it. Wait, really? I think so. So it was a tactical decision to bench him. Um, I mean, I, I, that that's the only thing that I can assume. I'm going to confirm this in real time, uh, Tom. Oh, are we doing the hot takes? Yeah, riff for me. Okay, the New England Patriots aren't going to win a Super Bowl for the next 55 years. <laughs> Penance must be paid. By that point, I hope to be dead. Hmm. How long do you want to live, Tom? I don't know, I feel like, I feel like 78 is a good age. I feel like at the moment that I get like arthritis in all of my fingers and... I can barely walk and I feel like everything's just a constant day of pain then I think that that's probably a point where I can I can probably spare myself the next 24 years or whatever I'm gonna have my brain put into the body of an ape <laughs> uh, yeah Brian Flores said it was not injury related okay so, so whether, whether I mean I don't know if that rules out kind of you know him getting hit a bit awkwardly and them not wanting to kind of push it but he it did, sounds like it even was just, just say, performance. He he said it was entirely performance based. He said that Tua was having a bad game. Mm. They want to win now, so bring Fitzpatrick in. Which, to be fair, I actually I respect the decision. Unfortunately, Fitzmagic <laughs> turned into Fitzception on like 
on the goal line, but you know they they did yeah. play yeah. well when That's he came back about, on. He's not a performing monkey. No, you know you want Ryan Fitzpatrick. If he's not in for the full game, he's fucking throwing some picks, all right? <laughs> I will not be part will, of your system. He will spite you. <laughs> he doesn't care. He's picking a wage up. Yeah. Jen, I will be part of your system. Hi, <laughs> Lonely Island. My dad is not a phone. <laughs> I threw it to the defender. Ugh. Ugh. Right, boys. I'm going to have to shoot off because my tea's on the table. Ah, see, okay. you are you are now actually being sincere about. I that am, one. yeah. That is that is in in entire sincerity. But it was lovely to catch up. Okay, I will see you both on Friday. Yeah, uh, yeah. I look what forward. Boy, Titans, Ravens. Um, I oh, what's happening to the Ravens, man? Well, the third in the AFC North after all of them. Being the media darlings of the year, oh, they're gonna walk the AFC North. Oh, no, nobody's gonna be able to stop the Ravens. I feel like there might be some unconscious bias at play here. Wait, no, heavily conscious bias. I mean, there is un- there is heavily conscious bias, but like, it's name me where I'm wrong. Um, well, I mean, you know, you're certainly not wrong in that there were very high hopes from coming into this year. Obviously, Lamar Jackson coming out of an MVP year, you'd expect a far higher ceiling than mm-hmm. they've showed this year. Although, it's, you know, at times they've maybe been what people thought they would be, but especially on offense, they just can't really find a, a gear. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, they, they, they've been less than ideal in the running game and far from ideal in the passing game. Um, one thing of note that happened in this game from a Ravens, uh, sorry, a Ravens perspective, uh, was that Marquise Hollywood Brown uh, <laughs> tweeted a couple of weeks ago after the Steelers game something along the lines of, "Why you, you, why you have soul jazz? Spelled like soldier boy. So why you have soul jazz when you don't use them or some bullshit like that?" Uh, and then it was swiftly deleted. He did a de- delete because no doubt he probably realized that it was fucking dumb. Um, Marquise Brown is currently second in the NFL for drops. So, and he yeah. had another absolutely terrible one here today uh, in this game, where he was literally wide open by like five yards. Lamar Jackson <laughs> put it directly in front of him, like straight to him, and he just dropped it. So yeah, that's why I mean... you don't use your fucking soul jazz. Because you fucking drop it, Marquise. Yeah. You waste like of fucking gonna, talent. Like they're going to be like sat in the Ravens' head office being like, we have no option. And He's then literally... they'll put like two keys in the, at like at the same time at like a thing that unlocks a button and then they press it <laughs> and out walks a guy who gets like 10 completions on 25. <laughs> Honestly, like he is Antonio Brown minus talent. Yeah. Like, that is what I'm getting from Marquise Brown. And he may have been a good kid, but and I don't hate any of the Ravens' <laughs> like rest of their offense, but if you're going to bitch and whine about not getting targets or whatever, you better fucking do something with them when you actually get them. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Odell Beckham Jr. as well. But 
At least he's injured now, so he can't bitch and whine <laughs> on the sidelines. At least he's injured. No, as in, like, he's not able to fucking whine about, like, oh, I'm not getting any targets yeah. for 14 yards. And... Yeah, he seems like the kind of person who'd be, like, really offended if people didn't write on his cast. <laughs> oh, he's probably a lovely bloke. He's just very competitive, but Marquise mm. Brown is, is making an ass of himself. Yeah. Um... The Ra- the not the Ravens, the Titans stepped it up a bit on offense, I think. Yeah. Uh, I have nothing more to say about this game. Have you seen um, the sort of, like, uh, someone, like, tracked out Derrick Henry's run in overtime? Oh, yeah. And the run drew an L. He literally <laughs> handed an L to the Ravens. <laughs> that yeah. is brilliant. I respect that from Derrick Henry. Um, I like Derrick Henry as a as a player. I think that oh, he's how can you not? An absolutely phenomenal player. He's sort of he's had a little bit of trouble getting going the past couple of weeks, but he's back on form in this one. They end yeah. up getting the win. Do you, who who do you reckon's making the playoffs more likely from the AFC South between the Titans and Colts? Because they're both tied for record. I'd I'd like to say Colts. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, they had a very very narrow narrow victory over the Packers this uh, this weekend. Took it to overtime because of Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers God, things. That, that Green Bay team. Yeah. Scary, but also weirdly not at the same time. Yeah, like, you know that if they do have some scores on you, there's a chance that they could just kind of drift off Mm. and completely fall away. If you can get some scores upon them, they'll just wither and die. Yeah. They they basically sit within this realm of if they are 14 points ahead (laughs) or behind, they are competitive. Oh, sorry, uh, less than 14 points ahead or behind. They are very competitive. But the moment that you get further than two scores ahead, it is it is very much yeah. just a fucking mindset thing, maybe. I don't know. They just don't they seem don't, to they play They don't have a, a winning mindset. Um, yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. Like, I don't know. I would have thought they'd be, you know better coached than that i guess hmm. but you know who knows who, who know? and then right in the at the last minute as 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 we sort of mentioned like aaron Rodgers pulls out the heroics drags them back into the into a tie game goes to overtime they get the kick surely they're gonna go downfield and then uh valdez scantling uh drops it to be fair the blocking on that play was yeah Robert Tonyan should have done Bad. a lot better. I don't. I don't think all the blame lies with. Oh no, no, yeah. and people going after MVS as well. Like there's Packers know. fans that are like how like hounding in for it, and it's like just there's no there's no need. Be better. Be better as a fan base. Don't don't hound players for making a mistake in a game. Yeah, um, laughable. Yeah, that they managed to piss that away. That being said, uh, the Colts, I think, played a very good game. I think they deserved yeah. to win it. Oh, yeah, certainly. Um, they would have felt very aggrieved 
if they had come out of here without the without the W. Yeah. It keeps their playoff hopes. They are right in there again. Yeah. See, that's why like that's why I think that they'd kind of take that spot over the Titans because mm. the the Colts defense is, you know, it's pretty consistently great. I think they kind have of obviously the best... For points allowed, I think they're the best in the yeah. NFL, or they were um, before the Steelers played the Bengals and Jags yeah. and gave up like 10 in total. I think you can count on the Colts' defense. I think you can count on the Titans' offense, maybe to a lesser degree, mm. but the the Titans have no defense, and the Colts, when Philip Rivers looks good, I think they really kind of, you know, there could be a contender... I like it. I like it a lot. Um, and then finally, we have Rams Buccaneers, and ooh, it wasn't a good showing for Brady. Mm, drink, drinking up those Tom tears. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does he know? Does he like know the rules of football? What do you mean? <laughs> Just like this season, like I know it's not very like. I know this is ages ago, but when he forgot. Oh, that it was fourth down and he sort of like... Yeah, and now this game, when he tried to make that pass, I can't remember which defensive back got up to buy it away. (laughs) And then he caught it and he's like, another! (laughs) (laughs) And the best part is that the Rams declined that, so that was a legal play technically on the box score, but it fell short of the down... So dumb. Anyway, like, ah. To be fair, like... Tom Brady's having a poor time with it, but yeah. as some bad throws. Yeah, as we've discovered, well, as we've sort of discussed quite a lot, um, a Bruce Arians offense takes a year to learn, at least, and quarterbacks will always have a terrible first year under an Arians offense. Um, I think that Ben's worst year came when Bruce Arians got hired as their OC. Um, the Cardinals when they had Carson Palmer. I think his worst year came when uh, Bruce Arians was his head coach for the first year and then they got better. Um, mm. And then Jameis Winston obviously had quite a rough year with Arians. They all basically get over that, but Brady's just having that. I think it's he's having a rough time of it and it's funny. It will always be funny because fuck oh, Tom oh. Brady, but it's also not really something that I think you can look into very much unless Tom Brady ends up retiring because of his level of play, and I don't think that'll happen. No, I don't think so. I think, you know, there's still enough here to believe that, you know, he can perform at an elite level. Yeah. Maybe not this year, maybe next year. But, you know, and I mean... I don't know, but obviously no match for ten yard throws over to the middle to to Cooper Cup. Well, yeah, I mean Jared Jared Goff, we slate on on this podcast because he's not very good, but when he when he gets the opportunity to basically like sit in the pocket and nobody's really pressuring him, and they they yeah. can get the ability to like throw these little short completions on like slants or like dig routes. Into the hands of Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, like they, he's a he's a serviceable quarterback. You can see why yeah. they paid him something. 
I don't agree that they paid him <laughs> anywhere near as much as uh, well. They paid him far too much, but yeah, yeah. Well, that's that. That is that. And uh, Sam, do you want to give us a closing remark from the Stiffer Pulip podcast? Uh, that's it. Yeah, thanks. That's football. That's football. Um, and if you want to check out anything that we've been doing over on uh, the Stiff Upper Lip stuff, you can follow us on Twitter, which is at Stiff Lip Pod. You can also check us out on Facebook, which is the Stiff Upper Lip Podcast. And we've also got an Instagram as well, which you can check out. Facebook and Instagram are basically the same. Just just check out the yeah. Twitter. If yeah. you don't have Twitter, then check out the other ones. But yeah, just check out There's the There's no point. On Twitter, you can still see Tom's elite Photoshop. Exactly. Like, I post everything everywhere. Um, and also I've, we've got to give a quick shout out as well because uh, they were absolutely brilliant sports but uh, James and Connor from Gridiron Extra in the Stiff Upper Lip Invitational on Among Us jolly good show if you want to go check out anything that our friends over at Gridiron Extra also do since I think we're basically now like a full partnership like we've yeah. got links on each other's websites so uh, I think that that's, that counts. Um, if you want to check out anything that they do, it is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.gridironextra minus the E dot com. And there you go. Um, but yeah, this has been, this has been us. Sit a bit, yeah. gang. Yeah.